Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm delighted to share my first series is in partnership with Heck, who like me do things differently. Being an independent and British family-owned business, they use the finest ingredients in small batches, pulling out all the stops to bring that farmer's market quality to the supermarket shelf. In addition to their delicious original range, they offer veggie options too, catering for absolutely everyone, all of which can be found online at heckfood.co.uk and in the major supermarkets too. Hello and thank you so much for tuning in to Food for Thought, a podcast on a mission to simplify nutrition, equipping you with all the evidence-based advice you need to live and breathe a healthy lifestyle. I'm Rhiannon Lambert, Harley Street nutritionist, master practitioner, personal trainer and best-selling author of Renourish, A Simple Way to Eat Well. I'm so excited to share my vision of food far beyond the confines of my clinic. I truly believe food should always be a positive aspect of life, offering enjoyment, fuel and happiness for both the mind and body. I'll be joined by some very special guests and we'll be talking about how to develop a healthy relationship with food and what does that even mean, how does it make us feel and how it can change our lives forever. Shona Virtue is a former elite gymnast, author, personal trainer and yoga teacher with over 10 years of experience. Best known for her gravity-defying postures and incredible strength, we have seen her become one of social media's top fitness gurus. The Virtue Method fuses yoga, weighted circuit training and meditation. And this has seen Shona become the cast trainer for the Hollywood blockbuster Wonder Woman, one of MTV's squad on Beachbody Ready, and even the incredible Mr. David Beckham credits her for making his aches and pains disappear. Now with Shona travelling back and forth from Australia, I am unbelievably privileged to have her with me here today in the studio. Hello, Shona. Thank you for coming in today. Thank you for having me. Oh, I can't believe we've actually managed to get this date in the diary, finally. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> this has been like seven years in the making, guys. Just about, just about. <laughs> so, I mean, you do work 20 hours a week, probably. You're a hardcore gymnast. You're training. You're transforming world-famous physiques. I mean, how do you think, because we're on the topic of food here, your relationship with food has evolved over the years? Okay, well, I will just put in that I'm an ex-gymnast. I definitely don't train the same amount of hours that I used to. (laughs) Um, But yes, I grew up training minimum of 20 hours a week as an elite gymnast. Um, And are you saying how has it changed since then? Yeah, I mean, over the years, do you think your relationship with food has become more of a positive one? Have you experimented or dabbled in different areas? How has it shaped you? I wouldn't say that it was actually ever negative. 
when I was training as a gymnast, the only difference is that I saw food very much for its fuel purposes. Of course. Mm. So, um, you know, and also at the time, you know, I had my father prepping, prepping meals for me. Oh. Um, and he would do things like, I mean, obviously I was a kid, so he had to try and make things interesting. So he would do <laughs> things like raw eggs in, in like smoothies right for protein (laughs) and would try to to call it like a he's like oh it's exactly the same as a mcdonald's thick shake and i'm like yeah no dad it's definitely not i can taste the egg yeah um bless him him. he he tried his best but um and actually he did an amazing job because i was always fueled really well for gymnastics now as i got older i guess i just kind of came to realize that there was a lot of enjoyment to be had through food i love that yeah, yeah. and so i still see it for the fuel that it is mm. but i also see it for the the enjoyment capabilities that you can have as well of course i mean it sounds like your parents were heavily well supportive really yeah. really there for you growing up with that absolutely i mean i think there's no other way really because mm. if particularly at an elite level you know you basically need people there kind of guiding you the whole yeah, way through. Yeah. Of course, of course. I mean, one thing you say a lot is that the key to health is definitely a commitment to your own self-worth and self-love. And what would you say is the first step in doing this? It's so interesting because that's a quote from from my book. And, and interestingly mm-hmm. enough, I actually think there's a step that I've sort of left out of there. And I think before you can get self-worth and self-love, you need to get self-acceptance or at least develop and cultivate it. And that can take years. Do you think it's something that comes in age? Because I know, I mean, I love your book. First of all, The Virtue Method is an incredible book. I know how long you spent working Mm. on that. Do you think it comes of age or is it learning experiences? I think it's both. Yeah, I I think age is, well, I always say age is just a number. And I would say that Mm -hmm. um, sometimes people can have experiences that help them to achieve that at an early age. And then other people that don't have those experiences but are, you know, in their 50s, 60s, 70s and still haven't come to terms with self-acceptance. Of course. Um, So I think that it's something that we need to cultivate over time. And this is why I kind of harp on and on about um, women putting more emphasis into their training from a sort of a skill-based. And I'm not saying that aesthetics are a bad reason to start training or to train. It can be a motivational thing for some people. Absolutely. Mm. And it can get you into it. But I just think that... um, a lot of the time there's too much emphasis for women on their um on how on how they look. We talk about I females bodies all the time. I completely agree. Don't you think there's so much more to health now? It's not shouldn't be about how you look only. Absolutely. And I, I think that is a big, you know, I mean we can go into the detail okay. about the objectification of women over of hundreds course. of different years. No, do, do, uh, yeah. Right. But it's but it's I think that's what's infiltrated the fitness industry and it has affected our reasons for training Mm. you know we see commonly still words I I use them toned sculpted this is the language that we that we as women understand when it comes to our health and well it's in every magazine it's everywhere if you look in a gym even on the wall it's everywhere well like I said I use it but Mm. I also try to encourage women to train for different reasons there is nothing that feels better than just being able to do something incredible with your body, even if it's just a push-up. But being able to move your body against gravity oh in that goodness. way is so incredible. It's so incredible. <laughs> it and was. so I remember when I did my first one, even on my knees. Right? And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm strong now. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? No one can take that away from you. No, no. beauty standard, no yeah. fashion magazine can ever take away from you the power that you can get from being able to do something like that. So that's why I say you've got to develop the self-acceptance first of like, okay, here's where I'm at. I'm going to try mm-hmm. my best to see my body for 
for what it's capable of rather than constantly sort of like bashing at it. I think that's really, really important to hammer home. And it's really good to hear you say this, especially from the position that you're in, because you're kind of at the top of this fitness, what I call fitness world at the moment. You're doing so <laughs> well. And do you think that your background as a gymnast and a dancer, did that shape your attitude towards this and towards fitness? A hundred percent. Yes. I would say that I am very lucky to have been put into that from a young age yeah. because for me, exercise and training, particularly when I was younger, was always the motivation behind doing things like 10 sets of whatever, 10 reps of a, of a push-up or, or whatever, whatever. Yeah, it's just easy because <laughs> personal trainers, we can't really count above 10, <laughs> sometimes 12. Um, but for the most part, um, it's I was really lucky to... All my training was based around being able to kind of develop an ability to do a backflip or a pirouette or some kind of jump. And then as I got older and I stopped doing gymnastics, stopped doing dance, it suddenly became the same reason that lots of other people train, which was like, Mm. oh, I want to have lines down my stomach or I want to have like a perkier butt or like toned arms. And it really shifts your motivation. It shifts your your ability to keep training. So I guess obviously you were thinking of your body in a more functional way before Mm -hmm. even as well, before getting into the kind of personal training industry. It's very much, wow, look at what my body can achieve. Look at what it can do, which is quite a wonderful thing to have from such a young age. Yeah, that's... That's what I say. I'm very yeah. lucky. And obviously, I was under a lot of pressure and there were definitely well, parts definitely of it. <laughs> exactly. And there's definitely parts of it that can manifest mm. into unhealthy relationships with exercise and food. Yeah. But for me, it really didn't. I was lucky. And I think that had a lot to do with the fact that my parents were uh, very good at, I guess, just breaking down the reasons for, for mm. exercise always. They were just always on about health. Yeah. Constantly. What about your friends and things at that time? Did you have other friends doing the same kind of thing or were they <laughs> not? Gymnasts don't have friends. Gymnasts okay, there have we go. competitors. <laughs> no, 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 I'm joking. No, I'm joking. There's we probably do. an element of truth in no, that No, we do. The, the hard part was that I was training so much that all my friends were also my gymnastics, yeah. like the people that I was against. So obviously you, you have your day. gymnastics team, but mm. then within your team, you also want to be the first at, you know, floor, beam, bars, whatever it is. And so yeah. for me, I, I definitely, my best friend at the time, Hayley Tyrrell. Hi, Hayley. She's definitely not <laughs> <laughs> but um, she she was way better than me, Aww. way better than me. And I, we would have sleepovers all the time. Yeah. You know, we loved each other and we yeah, didn't see it yeah. like that. But competition time came and yeah. I was always like, damn it. I know. I think that goes, I mean, that was back in a time where there wasn't social media. So you can only imagine what competition right. must be like now for people. Oh, Even in, the, in your kind of industry before, so gymnasts, dancers, fitness, athletes, they must see other people online now, not just at the, on the track or in the, what do you call it, in the gym. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all this stuff online. Also, like you have the element of, I mean, for athletes, there's the element of like, whose social media is probably bigger, of who's course. getting the better kind of brand yes, relationships yeah. and who's getting on TV, there's so many different oh gosh so on the subject of social media I mean yes. I love watching your page I personally oh, get so you. much inspiration from it and one of my favourite things that you have come up with which I think people are taking on board is wake up and is it meditate before you caffeinate yes I do say meditate before you caffeinate and I also say hydrate before you caffeinate Good girl. which I know yes. that you love thank you the thing is is that every now and then um, it's funny because you read some articles that are and I'm sure you can comment mm. on this mm. but there are lots of articles that say actually you know what caffeine and coffee doesn't dehydrate you and you can take into account the the liquid from the coffee that you drink yeah but for me um, a lot of people will have their coffees in the morning oh yes 
and you've just gone when whatever just eight, eight or nine hours mm-hmm. with zero liquid mm-hmm. and so I always just say just hydrate just have a glass of water just have some water honestly Shoda that's exactly. one of the first things I'm so glad that you hammer this home because in my clinic I find a lot of clients just try and have a glass of water when you wake up anything because your cortisol levels are already high when you wake right. up that's the stress hormone that makes you more alert in the morning and then exactly. what people are doing is just kind of adding another layer of stress the minute they wake up like they yeah. get out of bed they roll out they go to the espresso machine if you're lucky enough to have one coffee straight away so do you actually do this every day you meditate and then you start your day so I will always do those things at some point in my day Um, lately just because of the move I have been not meditating as much in the morning so I'll still meditate on a daily basis but I've really noticed a difference to my ability to focus without yeah without having the meditation in there but I do always hydrate and then caffeinate yeah no you're good with that one but in terms of meditation I mean it's something Mm. that I've got to be wholeheartedly honest I'm still finding it very difficult Mm -hmm. to get into or set the time aside why why do you find it not so much setting the time Mm. aside because I know that time is difficult but why do you find meditation I mean this podcast is all about me Uh, asking you now ask me (laughs) What do you find difficult about meditation? I find that the acceptance of hearing other thoughts and actually not blacking them out. So I have to face what's in my head. And that's what I find most difficult. I'm sat there with my own thoughts. I am so glad that you said this, Ree, because actually it's just such a huge misconception about meditation is that you need to stop thoughts. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's what I realised. When someone, I think it was Michael James Wong as well, he he mentioned this to me and he said, but we have to learn to be at one with our thoughts because we're so distracted in society today. If I look at my phone all day, the day whizzes by, but the minute I take that away, that's how I used to be as a child about a phone. Are you actually right. there with your the other voices in your head? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you sound crazy. No, no, you don't sound crazy. We all have voices. Um, does that take time for you to get used to? Well, I think it's important for us to get mm. used to it. It's mm-hmm. there. And the problem is, is that if we try to utilize things to distract ourselves, yeah. they turn into addiction. Yes. And I do think that that's where di- addiction is a more extreme version of distraction. Of course. You know, and, totally. and depending on what you use to uh, be addicted to or to distract mm. yourself with, you know, we, we focus on the ones that are super destructive, like alcohol, drugs, oh, of course, because, they, because they're yeah. super destructive to our body. But where do you draw the line, really, with social media as being an addiction well, or shopping? We are an addicted or, nation to phones now. Absolutely. And why? And I think it comes down to distracting ourselves from discomfort. And so yeah. I do, and there's probably loads of different elements to it, of but course. I think that uncomfortable situations, uncomfortable mm-hmm. thoughts, they mm-hmm. make us want to distract ourselves. They do. So let's go and take ourselves so away. So let's just be okay with mm. the discomfort a little bit. I think that's true. And building resilience in your own emotions and feelings, I think that's important and something that yes. um, the future generations, I think, is something we're going to have to watch out for and protect them from because they're not growing up. Absolutely. Without this exposure. But back on to something I also hear you say on a total other end of the spectrum. I love this. More plants, less pants all the time. Why are you so (laughs) passionate, Shona, about plant-based eating? Okay, so I will say that I... The less the less pants, more plants. Um, in my Aussie accent. accent, yeah, you have to say it with the accent. You do. Sorry, I ruined um, it. <laughs> no, you didn't. It's just so British. I always forget when pants. British. I know plants and pants. You wouldn't say pants, so it doesn't really work. But it was meant to be less pants, more plants. Yeah. Um. So basically, I. Regardless of what, I, I would never be the type of person to push a plant-based diet on anyone. No. Um, I just believe that the way that we eat is very personal. And mm. so, and I know you'll agree with me on yep. this one. So I think it's not right for someone like me in the position that I'm in with, you know, a platform to actually be like, you should be a vegan or you should no, eat like course. this or you should eat like that. 
the context changes everything. Yeah, people don't have to label their food choices. Exactly. But what I think we can all agree on is Mm -hmm. that more vegetables will do everyone a a world of good. And so it was more just about trying to, I guess, sex up the Mm. concept of eating vegetables. Well done. And I love it. Because, you know, even when you see recipe books these Mm days, um, they're, unless they're plant-based, of course, but (laughs) it's sort of like this slab of meat and then some veggies to like decorate the plate. This is why, because they're boiled or are like future, these generations that grew up with just boiled broccoli or carrots. There's no wonder people don't enjoy the taste of vegetables because there's so much more you can do with them. There's so much more you can do with them. And I think that also we need to see images where they are the main the, the main show or yeah. the main star of the show if totally. that makes sense and then you know let the protein be your garnish yeah, yeah, rather yeah. than you know the other way around well do you know this is something that I think is very important to actually talk about because we are in a nation where I call it the worried well so <laughs> the people that may be listening to this or I hope there's some new people we can inspire and change but they're probably already pretty clued up on health and fitness so yes. that's why they're listening to us discussing this which is wonderful thank you guys <laughs> but there's the other end of the spectrum where we need to help other people out there that don't have exposure to this, that don't know where to start, that literally do associate vegetables with that bland meal they had that they're, no offence to any grandmas that may have cooked a boiled (laughs) ham dish with boiled (laughs) broccoli or carrots, you know, but there's so much more, isn't there? Trust me, it's not just grandmas and mums that are cooking veggies like that. I know plenty of bodybuilders and fitness people that Ah. cook their food in that way and that's why they have a real issue with... um, seeing food for enjoyment it's just very much like right I've meal got prep. this exactly it's meal prep it's like mm. I've got the broccoli what's it going to give to me this phytonutrient and broccoli, most of the time it's not chicken. even phytonutrients yeah. which are the nutrients in plants it's, it's yeah. actually like what are my macros <laughs> oh which is such a shame because then you miss the bigger picture of the diet you miss the exactly. fiber consumption all the little micronutrients things that help your brain health it's so many other things absolutely and I'm that's another thing to raise because I think in the fitness industry people associate it with a very all or nothing approach or either mm. eating this um, ridiculously I'm going to use the word clean mm-hmm. that's what you associate kind of bodybuilding with mm-hmm. whereas actually it should be about overall health and vitality exactly exactly yeah. I mean it depends because I think it's it's very easy to kind of um, well the problem with so- social media is that we look so the pictures that we see we might see them as someone who is entering these bodybuilding competitions. Mm. And for bo- if you're in the, in the context of a bodybuilding world, then, yeah, you do have to eat in that way in yeah. order to achieve the results. Exactly. But mm. they're not, uh, a lot of them aren't preaching health. No, they're, they're not talking very much about the aesthetic and, and that's their choice. Mm. But I think the problem is, is that sometimes we see these pictures or worse, these people end up on the cover of magazines. Oh, I know. And they're all airbrushed anyway on top of what they've on already achieved. On top of achieved. what they've already achieved. <laughs> but then, so we assume, we might assume that that that's okay is that what health looks mm. like because we're very we're a very visual society well, so we, we look at it and go that must be what health looks like okay yeah. what does she do and that's why i get re- i'm always reluctant to make yeah. these videos or posts about what i eat in a day so happy to hear you say that yeah. and i think it is dangerous and that leads me on to the next question so do go. you think it is dangerous to um associate kind of exercise regimes pure, purely based on aesthetics because of that reason is it unrealistic can we all achieve that um i i don't know whether it's dangerous and I don't think that it's bad either I Mm. think that for a lot of people they might feel like okay this is the thing that's going to get you into exercise so maybe it's sort of like you want to drop some pounds to fit into your mom's wedding dress that's been handed down or like something like that right (laughs) which is amazing so um if you 
I think that the problem is is that if you go into uh, exercise sort of really bashing aesthetics, mm. then you're probably not going to... I no, mean, there's it, all ends of the spectrum. There's all ends of the spectrum. You've got to appreciate that everyone wants to look and feel good. Exactly. There's and a we, line. Exactly. And so we can't... I, I think that there's nothing wrong with getting started on that. Um, on that foot. However, if that's the only reason that you're there, mm. if it's the only reason, then yeah. you are, your motivation is going to dwindle and it's going to be at the mercy of beauty standards which are ever-changing. Oh, I know. They are completely yeah. ephemeral and we have to remember that. I think in everything that we do, not even just for health and fitness, but even things like questioning why you put makeup on in the morning, it's sort of like, okay, are you putting it on because intrinsically you feel like, I love putting art on my face? Yes. Yeah, or yeah. Are doing it because you feel like okay I have to be a standard that's been set maybe it's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B and that's fine but I think we have to make sure that anything that we do particularly as women and this comes back to this feminist concept Mm. is that we can't keep making these choices just based purely on what we've been told for hundreds of years that we need to do 10 years ago even the whole physique that's popular today wasn't around it changes so quickly it changes so quickly and yeah I mean a lot of the time it's set by the fashion industry and guess what it's often that's evolving ever evolving exactly Months and months ahead of time. Very, very good. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Points, and you talk a lot about stress as well in the fitness industry. And yes. this is another end of the spectrum, and this okay. is over-exercising, perhaps. We discussed the extreme eating kind of farts, but do you think that, does it do more harm than good when we are very stressed and we're exercising? I mean, what, what should we be careful of? Okay, that, well, yes, I think we have to remember at the end of the day, exercise is a form of stress. Mm. Now, stress in a good way. Yeah. yeah? So, so, but I mean, it depends. So stress gets a bad rap, but actually stress is what causes adaptation in the body. And this adaptation is really important, right? So in order for us to become, you know, better humans, when I say that, I mean, like, let's just say from a physical perspective, let's say like stronger, for example. Okay. So if we were to become stronger, we need to push our body to a point where it feels stress so that then the body goes, hold on a sec. I need to be 
be stronger because she's doing shit that's making you need to be stronger. Yeah, and that also affects so then, the brain. So the neuromuscular connections in the body. Exactly. So that's a tax on the things. body. Yeah. Exactly. Now, if all you had to concentrate on every day of the week was just to get stronger physically, mm. that would be fine. And I would say train every day yeah. and go hard. But the fact of the matter is, is that we have life. We have relationships. We have oh, no. stressful jobs. Oh, we have... Goodness. Divorces, yeah. breakdowns, children. House moves, house everything. Moves, all of that. Exactly, right? I'm going through that right now. <laughs> totally. So you have to amend what you're doing yeah. in order to accommodate for all the stress. And in, uh, in we call this your allostatic load. And this is Ooh. allostatic load is all the different types of stress that are on you right, right now. So if, for instance, I am Tom, I've been to my investment bank Hi, for the day. Hi, Tom. Mm-hmm. You're so stressed, Tom. It's the best thing to do to go and do a hit class before you even eat and you start work that day. And then you go and be stressed is that a good or a bad idea no I think well I mean I can't I'm not in Tom's body no sadly um but I can't sorry Tom um (laughs) but I I would say if I would if I was if Tom was coming to me as a client Mm. I would look at his whole life I would try to get an understanding of his allostatic load of his overall stress and I probably most likely nine out of ten times would Mm. say Let's skip on the hit. Let's do something else for a little while until work starts to ease off a little bit or until your life changes in some way. Uh Okay, so we've had loads of questions (laughs) from social media for you. I put it out there. I know, I've had lots. I actually updated a few this morning as well because we had some extra ones come in. Okay, so you ready for this? I was born ready. Of course, of course she was. Just look at her. Ready for it, Shona. Okay, (laughs) Lucy says, how long before I start seeing change? You must get this a lot. You must get this a lot. Well, yeah, I do with the dietary aspect, 100%. Yeah, exactly. Okay, (laughs) so what I will say is that adaptation, and I'm sorry, this is a boring answer, but (laughs) adaptation is going to vary depending on so many different factors. Mm. Okay, so what you're talking about, right, changes, let's adaptation. That's the Mm. same sort of thing. Okay, so... um, if you're super stressed, your adaptation might be a little bit slower in the fitness in the fitness side of things. Yeah. Um, and so you have to take that into account. I can't answer because I don't know your whole life story exactly. and what's going on for you right now. What exactly. is your health history? You know, we don't know. Exactly. But what I will say is that adaptation will be much more consistent if you are on a program yeah, a program, some kind of fitness program that you're tracking your the weight you're lifting or the reps you're doing. Um, and there is they've applied, whoever's written the program has applied the the principle of progressive overload. And this is just something basically it means things getting harder over time. Of course. And if you're just kind of going in willy-nilly doing workouts here and there that you found on Instagram, mm. then chances are it's going to be a slower. I'm not saying it won't happen, no, but it's just going to be a slower not. process mm. of, of change. Yeah. So if you're really serious about adaptation, you need to apply the same principles that they apply to athletes <laughs> training for the Olympics. Of course. Oh, and this is the thing. I think we almost, because almost anything's possible in today's society, we think, which is great, you know, we can achieve anything if you put your mind to it. Yeah. But we almost set such unrealistic goals for ourselves that we're going to walk into a gym and 10 weeks later we're going to look like an athlete because we've been going three times a week. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Just a- not- you have to remember that oh, athletes, obviously, that's all they do. A I mean, they spend mass their life. is built at a younger age. Exactly. And I think if you haven't had, I mean, this isn't to put anyone off, but if no. you weren't an elite gymnast when you were younger or you yeah. weren't in the gym, your physique is not going to be perhaps as exactly. quick to adapt. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's something we get a lot. So the next question is from Sadie. Lovely Sadie. She said she can only work out at home so what Mm -hmm. equipment Mm -hmm. would you recommend to get at home 
kettlebell, a resistance band, and a yoga mat. Do and then virtue the virtue method. method. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, thanks, Sadie. So where, where can you get a kettlebell and a band? You can just get them on Amazon. Um, I'm going to start selling bands very, very soon. In fact, by the time That's this so podcast is out, I'll probably have already started. So Everyone, check out my website. Go get your virtue bands. Exactly. Brilliant. Brilliant. I'm going to get a virtue band. Okay, Lauren says, what is the best time of day to work out? Mm, this is really an interesting question and one I get all the time. This is why I think it's really important to try and pay attention to your natural energy levels across the day. Mm. Ideally, we want to train when we get this natural cortisol spike. Of course. And cortisol being, as we talked about earlier, yeah. this this um, chemical that you, yeah. or hormone that you have that makes you sort of feel awake. It's, it's often, we often like say it's a really bad one, but actually no. it's not. It's just bad it's in excess. Yeah. It's natural. And it can actually help. It's be, it's perfect when you're training. Uh, so you want to try to meet that. So if that means that you, when you wake up in the morning, I always say it's like mm. that sort of, it's when I write the best emails. Yes. Basically. No, I love it. I call it golden hour in the morning. <laughs> golden like my hour. little hour right. when I get totally. up and I smash it. Now, most of the time we dedicate that to email writing or getting mm. shit done at work. Mm. But if you could just take steal a portion of that and try and train in that hour, that I love would training be in the dream. morning, babe. It's like my so favorite time to go. Exactly. So tonight I'm doing an F45 class, but at 5.45. And I, Ouch. I know. No, and I love that time it. normally to wind down. But I just, I had no other time. You had no other time. In. Exactly. And so that's the other thing I will say is the best time that you can fit it in is the best time yeah. that you can fit it but in. But I'm with you. I'm a morning girl all the way. And there is a worry, isn't there, if they exercise too late? Yeah, but if you're a shift worker, then, you know, what, make, could, you do? what could you do? Yeah. And also, you will have a different cortisol spike and you will have a different circadian mm. rhythm anyway if you're shift yeah, working. Yeah. So, you know, I would just try and really listen into your body. Don't yeah. listen to some, you know, I'm putting inverted, you know, inverted commas here, but some expert on yeah, yeah. what you should do. You you are the number one expert of your body, and you can take information, but you have to. Thank you true wisdom that. is like yeah. what you experience. Totally, because I think it's very unrealistic. People work different hours, different shift patterns, different lives. It's totally. unrealistic to say that one rule. There is no one rule. No, absolutely. Thank not. you for saying that. So, Rachel has asked. Now, this okay. is a difficult one because I don't think any of us really truly do. Depending what she means, do Good you old have Rachel, rest throwing days? In the tough ones. Yeah. So she's asking. Oh, this is what not does a tough she mean? One. This is that. a great right exactly yes I mean. <laughs> so this again but all questions will always depend on the context exactly. and it's, I know you guys probably get sick of hearing us say this but <laughs> it's true mm. so when it comes to rest days if I'm very honest with you depends on what you mean by rest but if you mean sitting on you know spending a day where I just sort of slump around the house yeah. or on the couch all day then absolutely yeah. not I do not ever have one of those mm. because and the biggest reason why is because of the lymphatic system now your lymphatic system is heavily is your immune system so mm. a big part of your immune system and it's heavily reliant upon your movement so it doesn't mm. it doesn't have the same as the circulatory system where we can pump blood up against gravity yeah, there's no one pumping that there's no one pumping lymphatic fluid mm-hmm. around the system only you can through movement. So your yep. muscles will help push that up. So if you're not doing any movement, you're going to be really stagnant and you don't get that lymphatic drainage. And mm. so that's one of the key reasons that I will always move at some point. So even if it's just going for a, a brisk walk outside, yeah. if it's too cold and I'm angry about the weather in London, then I will stay at home oh, and I'll do yes. some yoga. <laughs> and trust me, that's a common yes. occurrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will stay at home and I'll do some yoga, but I will never just be stagnant. No, Absolutely I make excuses not. to go to the shop at random times if I can in the evening. Like, oh, I just need to go buy an orange like I just go and then my journey's been worth something to eat my orange but at least I've moved but at least you've moved the other thing you have to remember guys is if Rachel if you're spending nine hours a day at a desk um then you don't need a rest day I don't think anyway yeah unless you're ill that's the only other time that I would say if you're really really sick um but even then 
for that, I have, a, sorry to plug my YouTube, <laughs> but um, I do actually have a video that I made when I was sick. And Aww. it was a yoga sequence that I do when yeah, I was sick. Yeah. And I get so many comments about that one. Yeah. People saying, oh, my God, I feel so much better after doing That's it great. because it's not rigorous, mm-hmm. but you do just feel better from moving. We all need a bit of that. So check out Shona's YouTube channel. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. I use it a lot when I'm in clinic in the office. Wonderful. So I just need to stretch out. I get Sophie up at the back and we're doing stretches in the room. I love it. It's a good thing to do, guys. So the last question that I picked was Maria. Maria said, I don't just wake up motivated. So (laughs) what's your trick at getting going in the morning? Is there one? I think that motivation's evil twin brother is motivational guilt. Oh, guilt. I really detest guilt. And guilt is awful. The thing is, is that what we have to accept is that we are not going to feel motivated every day of the of week. I am not an endless supply of motivation. No, I really am not. hormonal fluctuations and different moods. And Absolutely. Different we have yeah. to respect the menses, right? Mm-hmm. Our menstruations. Oh, like yeah. it's, totally. We have to totally respect how we feel. Now, yeah. what I will say is do you always feel motivated to clean your teeth? <laughs> Maybe some of you clean freaks <laughs> do and that's analogy. fine. But it's like, you know, sometimes we it's not exactly the most exciting, fun thing for us to do. But we know that we need to do it because we also hate stanky breath, right? Yeah. Or rotting teeth. Or you could just blast now, out a tune in the bathroom and like right. dance around with your toothbrush. But no one does that. But no one does that. <laughs> but the truth is, is that, you know, we, the reason we probably don't feel is we can't compare, you know, cleaning our teeth to exercises because mm. we don't get the same sort of instant gratification mm. from, from exercising like we do from cleaning our teeth. But it should be just as important to you. So... Just know you're not always going to feel motivated, but you've got to do it anyway. And this is where discipline steps in. And it's about discipline. And guess who's best friends with discipline? Self-acceptance and self-respect. Which goes back to your initial phrase we started with, guys, which is self-acceptance, which is hugely important. It's huge. And it goes self-acceptance, self-worth, self-love. Respect yourself. Yay. Yeah, your body is. Yes, babe. (laughs) Love you, Aretha. Rest in peace. Okay, we're going to round up today with one of my favorite parts of the podcast. Now, I don't give the guests these questions so they have no idea what's coming this is the quick fire round okay orange that's what my that's the color of my pants right now instinctive answer i knew she was gonna go there thanks for sharing that babe what about the sports bra orange too um we can see that i can see that actually no it's not orange okay right (laughs) are you ready i'm so ready she's ready what is always in your fridge oh spinach Oh, sorry, it's not very sexy. No, 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 I know, but spinach is always Um, You can only have one kitchen gadget. What would it be? Blender. Mm-hmm. We've had blend- you know, blenders are popular one. Yeah, because you can just yeah. do everything. Well, you do love a good blender. You make some amazing purple things. I make nice herbal things, mm-hmm. soups and smoothies. Mm. Yum. So good. Signature homemade dish. <laughs> Um, <laughs> lol. I'm trying to think of something complex, but honestly, my signature home homemade dish is probably some form of smoothie Love bowl Love or, or a protein pancake. No, yeah. no shame in that, babe, no. whatsoever. Oh, it's so basic. <laughs> basic is good. Basic is good. Um, what is your favorite restaurant? Oh, don't do this to me. I know, me. it could be anywhere in the world. could be oh, back home. Okay, I'm going to shout out to Karina Kovner because I love her. She's a good friend of mine uh, back in Sydney, but oh. she has the most amazing cafes. Bellagio is one of them in Bronte, and the other one is um, the Tuck Shop Cafe in wow. Bondi. Okay. Yes. I wish I could go. I've never been to Australia. That's somewhere I really need to go on my tick list to go to. You do, and now I'm going to be there and you have a, I know, a space I have to a place stay. to go. Yeah. Yes, bring it on. <laughs> So on that note, what is the one food you can't live without? Oh, mm. Jesus. 
Um, mm-hmm. Should I go fun? Uh, what is the one food that I can't? I mean, I don't even think I don't think about food enough in this way. Exactly. I, I feel exactly. like I'm causing I you a bit of stress so right much now. Stress. You're adding to my <laughs> allostatic load right I now. Am. I can't I handle am. it. Can't take it. Um, I was going to say water. Um, that's fine. You is can that say fine? Water. It's not really a food, but it's I just essential. feel like it just feels like shit when you are dehydrated. Really does, Sorry to swear on your podcast. That's good all right. Girl, don't worry. It's an adult rated. <laughs> we can have that on there. Okay, good. Um, what's the strangest food you've ever eaten? Ooh. I know it gets you thinking this one. The strangest food I've ever eaten. It probably would have been something something in Asia where, mm. I mean, that's context, isn't it? Because yeah, to them it's not strange. Yeah. Um, but I would say it's probably something in, oh, no, you know what it is. It's back home in Fiji. So Fiji's, uh, part, yeah. I'm Fiji's yeah. in my blood. Yeah. Uh, and Kava. Kava's like this mud Ooh. that gets you high, basically. Sorry, what? Mud? Mud? <laughs> I love it's that. It's kind of like this clay mud thing. And you eat I mean, it. Fijians will be really angry at me for saying okay. it, like for, for <laughs> simplifying it in that way. But um, Please drop yeah. a message anyone listening from Fiji because I would love to hear what you think about Was it car- car- well, Kava? It's a, it sounds like it's champagne. illegal in certain places. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. Cool. Yeah, it's it Babe, just. That definitely ticks the box with strangest food. It is. Um, you what mix is it with your... water and you just drink it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. <laughs> what is your go-to healthy dish in a rush? I think we know this one. Probably a smoothie. Yeah, it's probably a smoothie. Sorry. We're loving the smoothie. And who is your biggest cooking inspiration? <gasps> I I just feel like I want to say Nigella Lawson. I, do you know do you, has Everybody, everyone said that? Yeah, but we love Nigella. Doesn't that say a lot, oh, though? Yeah, she no, did... I feel like I need to say someone else now. No, but, no. Yeah, I would say, oh, Nigel Slater. Okay, But yeah. it, it, he's he's an incredible writer and he always makes yeah. me literally LOL. Really? So I will actually Good. not okay. just say it, but yeah. I will laugh out loud at his descriptions of food. Brilliant. Jackson Boxer is another one. Okay. He's an incredible chef. I also love, I basically think it's, I get attached to their personality. Yes. Um, because a lot of the time I don't actually cook what they what they no, t- no, no, tell no. me to cook. Yeah, and so, yeah, yeah it's probably yeah. that. Personality, that's good though. <laughs> Personality is what we want in food as well. Yes. Um, what was your favourite childhood treat? Oh. I would say, this is weird, but it was a Daruka root, which what is, is yeah, I don't even know, to be honest, I'm cool. not even going to try and explain it, but it's Amazing. it's another Fijian okay. dish. Awesome. Um, I would say roti, my mum's oh, homemade roti. I've seen your mum making roti. roti. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's the Yum. best. Yeah. Uh, so I would say that puri. Puri is like when you basically just deep fry the roti, oh, so <laughs> the roti mix. So um, and I would Yummy. have to say... Like some toast made. Yeah, classic kind of thing. Isn't it? Yeah, like, it's great. It's toast great. Is great. I've always, yeah, I've got such envy when I see your mum on your stories making food for you there. I'm like, yeah. oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, the last question. Go. What is the last thing you tried for the first time? I love that question. You have to think, what the hell does she mean? <laughs> well, the, the the thing that's running through my head right now is yeah. that I'm so angry at myself that I haven't tried anything new in a long time. Ah, that's quite disappointing because okay, it's. Yeah. I mean, I, I should be able to just turn around and say I had blah blah blah, but no. I just I don't. We're I creatures haven't. of habit. We're creatures of habit, and that's mm-hmm. the danger. I mean, it's not a danger because sometimes that consistency is good for your yes. body. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I would say that I I can't even remember the last time I tried okay. something new, which okay. is just so now you're going to have to go me. out. Try Thank something you. new. Tell me. Tap me when you do it. I, I want to see you trying your new food. I will try something new. Do it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> okay, so that wraps up nearly the end of this episode. Oh my goodness, we've had so many amazing knowledge bombs in there as well, which is great. But as with every guest, we finish with a food for thought. So mine today is that, honestly, I think a stress-free life obviously doesn't happen by chance. It happens by choice to some degree. We have to really think about 
our lives. And for instance, the Mental Health Foundation say that 74% of us now in the UK have felt so stressed at some point over the last year that they've been unable to cope. And I think I've learned so much from Shona and how amazing it feels to incorporate some calming kind of yoga or stretching. Like even she just said, having her YouTube video when you feel ill, just getting some kind of movement in. And admittedly, even though I haven't quite got the knack of meditation yet, I just think some moments when I stretch, I do feel much better. So I think managing stress levels would be my my little nugget, my food for thought to take away. What would yours be today if you could Ooh. offer something for the listeners just to put you on the spot there? You really put me on I the do. spot, Ruby. I do. Okay. <laughs> um, so I would say uh, this is something I've been thinking a lot about actually okay. and talking a lot about mm-hmm. is um, taking responsibility. Yes. Yeah. And th- again, coming back to this sort of feminist angle is mm-hmm. that, you know, we – don't want to be objectified anymore. We don't want to be, you know, we want to be seen as, as equals in our own way. And that doesn't necessarily have to mean from a from a physical perspective. Yeah. But I do think we need to, therefore, if we want that kind of freedom and independence, yes. Yes. take responsibility. And one of the biggest things is take responsibility for your health and being in that, mm-hmm. your fitness and your strength. So rather than just relying on someone else to give you the information um, and then allowing yourself to be confused because there's so much different yeah. information out there, yeah, yeah, yeah. take responsibility for trying to understand your own body. I Don't just try that. to feel better, but get yeah. better at being able to feel. no one else is going to do it but you. Absolutely not. Thank you, Shona Virtue, Thank for coming you. on the Food for Thought podcast. Thanks for coming, babe. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you'll absolutely love my next guest. So click subscribe to be the first to hear it. And remember, a bit of extra guidance and advice may be all it takes to help you become the healthiest and happiest version of you. In my part handbook and part recipe book, Renourish, A Simple Way to Eat Well, you can follow the structure of a session with me in clinic, gaining the confidence you need to create delicious, nourishing meals at home with my Renourish menu. Check it out on Amazon or all major bookshops. For more information about me, my clinic, recipes, events, health retreats, and so much more, please visit retrition.com and follow me at Retrition on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Stir-fry meals can make dinner a breeze. It's time to stop planning to make elaborate meals that you know you'll never have the energy for at the end of a long day at work. The fact is that you can have an amazing, healthy meal that impresses without a ton of fuss. You just need one pan, a wooden spoon, and there's minimal cleaning up to. Using Hex Sweet Fusion Veggie Bangers made with fragrant Thai pesto, sweet potato, and sticky rice. I mix in broccoli, sugar snap peas, pak choy, and courgette. That's a wholesome meal that comes together in minutes. Just add some olive oil, crushed garlic, and soy sauce, and you've taken the hassle out of dinner in just a few minutes. Check out heckfood.co.uk or find them in the major supermarkets. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.